And a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Everybody and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast episode yes, 165. Sir. I am here with Brandon yep. from the very beginning. We don't have any mail tonight, so we'll just get right through the books and then everybody can go off to bed and you can end up not yelling at us so much for doing so much work. I don't know if you heard that, uh, Brandon. We're getting no. a lot of shade being thrown at us because we do too much. Yeah. Another podcast ended up sending me some DMs and said that, you know, we're ridiculous, we're stupid. Drowning them out. That's what their problem is. I yeah. guess. I, I said, we're flooding I, I the said, shelves like uh, Marvel, per se. You know? Yeah, well, I said, <laughs> what ends up being, I look, and this guy ends up only having two, you know, episodes a month, if that. He hasn't been able to keep a schedule yeah, and so guy. or a schedule as yeah. they say and you have an eight month old that doesn't let him sleep or eat or anything no I, what's his excuse he then? may <laughs> excuses I, I don't even know this guy he ended up just yelling at me and i just i said huh you know he seems to know a lot about us i don't know who he is I'm, I'm too you know tired all the time to go and listen to other things and whatnot but hey he says that we're ridiculous but if you think that we're not ridiculous you can go over to twitter at <laughs> ws marvel comics and talk to us like he did yeah, uh, or mm-hmm. else you can go to our website at weird science marvel comics where we have a bunch of reviews. What I put up today on the Marvel site was the Vision number 12 review by one Brandon Murray. And it ended up making oh, yeah. me feel good because I looked and I'm like, oh my, look at that. How how amazing he thought Tom King was I, then. I really like that. I still like that series, to be honest with you. 10 out of 10, you gave that number 12 issue and said that it was the best of the all new, all different, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like a lot of those books back then. <laughs> well, that was a, like a backhanded compliment, but you did give it a 10 out of 10. So there you go. If you were Eric, you would have quit right then and yeah. there and probably had a happier well, life. I've, I've you would have more free time. Then I've, got, I've given a 10 out yeah. of 10 too. Yeah, so that's on there. I thought that that was fun. So I, I put that. I ended up putting a couple things of mine from back in the day, some, you know, retro stuff. So if you want to go check that out, go Although to that Although I think site. my accumulative score might be below Eric's, even with my few 10 out of 10s I've thrown in. I, I yeah. ended up, and I, I think I, I actually have it here because I was grabbing some things. And I have written reviews, 2,730. And my cumulative score, even though everybody seems to think I'm so negative over on the DC side, overall 7.3. 7. 7.3. You want to get some bad. panties That's- in a bunch? I got the uh, Civil War 2 reviews on there, I think. I got the Secret Empire reviews. You can dig those yeah, you out. I don't like those. Yeah. <laughs> so I end up, my my overall aggregate score is not bad. 7.3 for all That's those. That's pretty good. And, yeah. So, I think I'm just I, 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 I send seven. Eric. Event, now and again, I'll send Eric uh, notes and I'll say, hey, Erica, you know, with my 2,730 reviews, I have a 7.3 score. 
what is your aggregate score of your 1200 reviews you lazy <laughs> butt and that's what i say and then he gets mad he has all these excuses still well i don't write anything on the marvel site uh, yeah i know that's what i'm saying he did a few didn't he way back in the day nah, well on our site he did but he never oh, did right. anything on the actual marvel site but yeah that's me throwing shade at him I do like to mention all those reviews, though. I'm very proud. Uh, we also have a Patreon account where you can support us for the podcast. And and really, never really mentioned the idea of supporting us for the sites and the reviews as well. But hey, if you like those, you can support us. Then you go to patreon.com slash weird science where we have a bunch of things going on we have a tons of shows brandon just started his own solo show there uh where he talked about the classic m&m punisher <laughs> issue i mean yes. a classic is in quotes yes well some more quote-unquote classics coming soon. yeah yeah he's going through some classics i have a black widow podcast going on right now just for the month of april it's almost done because april was the black widow month on patreon but one of the big things that we also have is our weekly spot Light. Every Wednesday, me and Brandon get together to talk two books that are picked by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew. Eep, oop. And this past week, they ended up picking Amazing Spider-Man number 44, which was pretty much the first time, I think, ever in this sort of poll that we continued a series. We ended up the week before talking about Amazing Spider-Man number 43, or at least a couple issues before. But we continued that and uh, also did X, what was it, X-Force? I always get it X Factor. Factor. Yes. X Factor, number one from back in the 80s. Uh, A book that was okay. I I did see something, though. Brandon, we, we didn't like Did it that we much. Did shade on that one? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody listened, but we end up uh, at the beginning. Remember when they were trying to save those guys from the scaffolding or we yeah, were laughing? Yeah. Uh, that is actually a play from the first, uh, you know, X-Men issue or one of the first issues where a guy does fall off a scaffolding and they do save him. So this showed they're not up to snuff anymore. They're, they're not on their game, but yeah, there's other things too. I just ended up finishing a Marvel's podcast dealing with the issues of the Kurt Busiek, Alex Ross Marvel's book. I did that because yeah. I was, I, I just kept being suggested. You I've never read, read that book, read but it. I'm listening to the like live action podcast. It's pretty, I actually got sucked into it. It's really good. Yeah, it it's is. good. I like it. Method Man is uh, Ben Ulrich. Really? That's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, he's not in it that much. He just kind of sits there and, you know. Yeah, he's he's in this version a little more because they got to fill some. Okay, yeah. And plus, he, Method Man, he don't come cheap. You yeah. end up too uh, at one of the team, one of the times when you end up having Phil Sheldon, the point of view character, when he ends up seeing Spider-Man or Peter Parker, actually, for the first time, he has that vest on that we hated. Yes. He ended on and made me laugh. Classic. That stupid vest. Yeah, he doesn't like, he doesn't like no Peter. Not denim. If it was denim, it would be more acceptable. No, no, it's 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 classy. So yeah, if you want to get a bunch of shows like that, go over to the Patreon. I think that eventually, if I would have my druthers, we would end up getting a bunch of people from the Fresh Start and the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, and doing our mm-hmm. own audio drama we would do something we'd pick something it'd be pretty <laughs> fun be but pretty maybe that'll be down the line maybe we will do that that would it's be a fun. lot of editing oh it is i i don't mind editing i sit there and at points back in the day when we had our dc podcast was 13 hours long each podcast it would take me 
like 11 hours to edit. I would just sit there. Sundays were done. That was my whole Sunday was editing that damned stuff. So here we go, though. We have three classic uh, you know, issues Classics. here. We're going to start with Amazing Spider-Man number 33. It is the If This Be My Destiny finale. That's the of art. Course. And with that, before we go into these, we are actually going to finish up the Spider-Man story we were talking about, the Captain America story we're talking about. Almost will be on the penultimate of the Wolverine. So all three here, we're going to have to fill in the blanks here until we get the new books in and what we're going to end up doing to get a new book to get whatever else we're going to be talking about we're going to have polls one poll on twitter and then another poll on the patreon for everyone so that's just to let everybody know that we will be trying to figure out what we're going to do and the people who listen can figure that out but we're going to start with that amazing spider-man 33 and end this and it is an issue that was a publishing date of february 1966 and I don't know if you saw the credits page, Brandon, but they're playing their <laughs> game right now because this is it. Script and editing by Stan Lee. All right. Plot and illustration by Steve Ditko. Bordering and lettering by Artie Cmac. Right. Everything seems fine. Right. Yeah. Reading and enjoying by that old web spinner. You. So there you go. He almost got through one. He almost did it. <laughs> now playing the games, playing the games. And if you remember in issue 32, we were left with, well, first off, we learned the master planner was Doc Ock. He ended up having Spider-Man fight him in the undersea lair. And by the end, Spider-Man having defeated Doc Ock, even though Doc Ock kind of, it's like one of those, who really did win? Because Spider-Man right. still says he defeated Doc Ock, but Doc Ock ain't trapped under a bunch of Doc metal. Doc Ock's long gone, too. I think Doc Ock is off saying he won. But, you know, he ends up Likely. limping off, going off. Spider-Man is stuck under just tons of metal machinery yeah. that fell on him. It's like the biggest machine in the world. Yeah, it is. And while the whole thing's going on, you do have the leak coming from the roof because they are underwater and they have you know messed up the roof so it's starting to leak it's coming out more and while this is going on the whole big thing going is that spider-man had to go there to retrieve a serum that he needs to get to kurt connors so that kurt can then make another serum that will end up curing aunt may because aunt may is sick got spider blood poisoning peter ended up giving her a transfusion and she probably got hepatitis probably mm. some other things i don't know this and is... she ends up having radioactive blood and that while it turned peter into the spider-man it's turning aunt may into the dead lady is what's <laughs> going to happen and she's there I, I actually thought somebody told her to act her age and, and then she died right i don't have my thing here I don't, I, I don't have my rim shot but so all this is going on now there's a weird thing in this and i i would think that it would come up later but what you really have here it's a dangerous thing where you do have Kurt, Dr. Kurt Connors, Dr. Con he didn't go to doctor school for me to just call him Kurt, you know. So Dr. Connors is there. He's trying to come up with the serum. In the meantime, we know Lizard, right? Yeah, In the meantime, too, this serum that he's making, because Peter wants to test it first to make sure they just don't, you know, it's you, you wouldn't want to inject, say, Clorox into Aunt May. That's a political joke. You end yeah. up with him saying, test my blood. He doesn't tell who it is. It's this whole subterfuge thing of, you know, check this blood. And it made me kind of freak out if I was Dr. Connors. Like, whose blood is this, Peter? I can't tell you. I'm like, well, what are you, a vampire? But it does end up curing 
Peter's blood as well. So it does seem like the serum would be something that if injected into Peter, he would lose his abilities. Yeah. yeah, Cure him or curse him, whatever you want to go. But Well, it curses Connors later, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah. I don't know if they ever played, but that seems like that's what it's saying to me. That it does, because you have Dr. Connors like, yeah, it did. It, it it made the blood normal again. I'm like, oh, my, you better watch out, Peter. <laughs> You're not getting near any sharp objects around that lab. But he, in the meantime, he has to get out from under this immense bunch of metal that he says, there's no way I can move. The thing that's going to move him is the moving thoughts that he has, because if he lets Aunt May down, now he's let both Aunt May and Uncle Ben yeah. down. And he keeps thinking, I let Uncle Ben down. I can't do the same that may. Now, he promises himself something, and he goes against that promise pretty much immediately, I would think, because he does say at one point, if I can get out of this, I'll never have to blame myself for Uncle Ben again. Well, that lasts five minutes, yeah. <laughs> this is only about two and a half years into the spider run. And I do think that what this does pretty well is show you, okay, you know, there's jokey Spider-Man, Peter Parker, teenage hero and things. And I think that sometimes you do lose track of the idea that he is immensely strong and, and, you know, his big thing. And so it does do that at least. But really, the whole thing was set up. He can't get out of this just until he can. And he says, the strain, it's unbearable. Oh, my God, I got to go. My favorite part is when the water finally catches up with them, though, because this is a pretty iconic moment. I mean, they've even kind of played it out in every iteration of the Spider-Man movies. uh, And it's funny, too, even with that, you end up having this cover being one of the most iconic covers. I remember getting it in the Spider-Man game, the 2000 video game, when you collect in the comic covers, this was one of them. And yeah, and also one of the best things I ever saw, and I saw this before I'd ever even read a Spider-Man, was when you had that animated GIF of the cover where the water is actually pouring down on him, and it's awesome. I love that. But yeah, so yeah, this whole thing is iconic. This is a huge moment in, in the whole run. I would say it's more for kind of like the art scenes personally than uh, I think if people go back, they remember more of some of these art art scenes than really the dialogue because the dialogue is just him saying the same things over and over throughout the whole issue. And that's what's funny, too, because of that. You do get that Steve Ditko did plot it. They said he did the plotting here. And uh, it it kind of shows because it is more art based. You know, you, you end up having him fight out and, and pretty much just, I, I got to do this. I can't give up. I, I'm going to give up. I can't give up. I'm going to give up. And then he ends up getting out from under this. But right either. as he does, he grabs the serum. His legs hurt, so he can't go. Also, it, it's a funny thing, too. Too, because you'll end up with big moments with Peter and Spider-Man, even when Gwen Stacy, the death of Gwen Stacy, the idea of that he's you he, he always have to have something wrong with him. So he has more troubles because yeah. he is very powerful and he can do a lot of things. So here his legs hurt. He doesn't feel great. He's running and he's going to try to get out through a tunnel before the water busts in until it busts in. And then he pretty much just. <laughs> Says. I'm going limp. <laughs> I got yeah. I'm going limp, and, and I love too. He he ends up just going under the water. Lets the water take him. It's it's the it's not the lazy river, but it, it, it's yeah, the fast moving. Yeah. So he goes, 
And the best is he pops up into pretty much, you know, the above ground area of this base. It's like the uh, Doc Ock henchman jacuzzi area. I don't know what. Yeah, it is. He gets drugged down again, but you have it so that he can get his breath real quick before he gets drugged down again so that you're not like, whoa, he would have died. Even so, he's going through this water. It's this big raging thing where he's got to avoid equipment, metal. He gets out. They pull him back in, and he realizes what I have to do because you have these scuba diving Hydra guys or or not. They're the master planner guys, but he ends up pulling the air tubes out of their scuba gear so they have to go up with them because he can hold his breath pretty long we, he keeps telling us that in these he comes yeah. up out of there now he's got to fight about seven million of these master planner you know thugs and so you start again this actually pretty much starts what happened in the deal underneath all the metal again yep. i can't do this I'm except, tired. Yeah, except it's just in fight form this time yeah. yeah now it's fight form but he keeps saying i gotta give up i'm not i can't give up i got i gotta get to aunt may and, and through this he basically then goes full out rocky uh, you know, and all of the master planner guys, this is happening a lot in the things we're talking about recently because it happened to me and the the X-Men stuff here where you end up with Spider-Man then going, all right, Drago, come on, beat the crap out of me. You get tired. I'm resting. He even says, while I'm getting the crap kicked out of me, I'm really resting. This is a restful getting the crap kicked out of me. He says, most people don't rest by getting the crap kicked out of them. And then he goes, well, I'm not a conformist. And he goes, yeah, this is going to hurt. But yeah, they just beat the crap out of him until he's rested up enough. Thinks of Aunt May, thinks of Uncle Ben in a very weird way that Uncle Ben comes like he's growing out of his back. And then he just attacks the guys and pretty much puts them down right there. They're all done. It really does just take up page space. And it does show you, look at that Spider-Man. He ain't giving up. And basically in this, it is the idea. A hero may not always win. But a hero never quits. That's basically the moral that we get. He he is hurt. He is yep. he's his leg. He's dragging his leg behind him. His one arm looks like it's completely limp. He's hunched over. He, there's stars going all around. But he does. He gets to. He's like Wiley Coyote. He can take the all the beating and just keep ticking. That's because he buys things from Acme. He goes and <laughs> goes in the window of Kirk Connors. He's like, hey there, hey there, Kirk. And he, why are you having trouble breathing, Spider? Don't ask. Just. You know, get to your experiments there, scientists. the problem, and, and science boy. So he goes to do, he goes to start doing things, and this is where Spider Man starts thinking ahead of things I wasn't even thinking of. You know, the idea of we're going to have to test it on some. Well, what was the plan before that? You know, if Spider Man does not go and take this his own blood, was Kurt going to test it on something? Because if he was, what blood? Would I don't he know do? how because he knew it worked without that specific type of blood around anyway. Yeah, it just seems like this is the test. So when you end up with the serum, you put it in the test tube and, okay, yep, you're on crack. You know, or it, it cured the deal. And I don't understand what, because Kurt then, he seems very particular of, well, I wouldn't go off with this yet because I don't know who it's for ages. Of, like he's coming up with rules after the fact. Yeah. Like this should have been addressed before. No, also, who's going to test the blood? And so you have that and the whole deal. He doesn't want to tie Aunt May into 
being a Spider-Man thing, even though you could have really just went with, well, it's Peter Parker. They're known to be kind of buddies. It's his aunt. But still, and Peter's good at science, too. He, he's got a scholarship based off of it. You can figure this stuff out. And Kurt knows them. So you could have you could have had some. But I guess you just don't want to make those connections. But you, you're ending up making Kurt Connors, in my mind, very, very, you know, trying to figure out the mystery because every. Hey, uh, what's your what's your deal with whoever's getting this? Don't don't you worry about that. And I'm telling you, Kurt, two more questions. He's dead. You know, you have Spider-Man like, yeah, I got to get rid of him. He keeps asking. And then the best I thought is Spider-Man's not going to tell him that it's Aunt May, obviously. But he has Kurt call ahead to to talk to the doctor. And I can only imagine that when he calls, he's like, yeah, I'm supposed to talk to a doctor. Like, oh, well, what's the doctor's name? Well, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, But he said the doctor in charge, in charge of who? And he's going to say Aunt May. You know, he's going to slip up Aunt May. (laughs) Eventually, if he does find the doctor, because Spidey does not give him the name. He just says, call up the hospital and tell them I'm on the way. If a man of your reputation asks them, they'll allow it me to give it to the doctor in charge but how would he know that there's tons of doctors but yeah if they do figure it out okay spider-man thing oh yeah that must be aunt may's doctor that must be may parker's stuff they're gonna give him a name he, he's mm-hmm. gonna fit and if kurt really wants to know he can just ask i mean really and i'm like i don't know and then then there's just the weird thing about the you know i don't know he could have gotten that as peter then not had Kurt call and just go in because they are welcoming Peter in. And Peter, though, it would be funny. It's like, hey, everybody, I got the serum. They're like, how do you have a serum? But even so, he goes, they did test it. And it looks like it would work at least on Spider-Man. But you end up, you have to have more tension because we're not done. So Kurt does throw in that little deal at the end. Well, and it's so funny that it's exactly the things that could go wrong with Aunt May. Age sex you know stuff like that yeah yeah yeah. like everything that would trip up uh giving a serum to an old lady age sex hair physical condition and and she's in a coma so it it it, all it is is so you're like oh no after all this it's not gonna work i i I wish sometimes when you're reading these i do wish you could kind of wipe your mind or go back and just to see if anybody really thought like if you really would think that aunt may was gonna die well, this uh, this is the first time they pulled the trick, so maybe you know she is an old lady. Now, now you know, fifty years later, they're still dragging that along. And Aunt May cliffhangers don't get me anymore. Yeah, so he goes, he gives them the serum. They're going to give it to Aunt May, but for some reason, they have to do tests. It's going to take a while. It's going to take two hours. These these guys remember before they were going to do these tests. It was going to take days. So at least they they sped it up a little, but still, they they work slow. They're union doctors, paid by the hour. Yeah, that's what happens. They're hardly working, not working hard. So you end up with the, you have Spider-Man because, again, you can't have an issue where, obviously, you could have Peter or Spider-Man waiting, and it's like two hours have gone and then go, but they want to have something else. They need something for Spider-Man to do. So he's not going to wait around. He can't. He's antsy. Uh, this is something that it seemed a little odd, but I could see it happening. That's something that I would do. No, oh, he keeps himself busy enough. Yeah, so keeping him busy also needs to pay for these bills. If you remember, uh, people, he ended up having to sell his microscope to do this, and and that's something that he does not he like to, to do. Hawk but, and and it's it's also funny to me because forever. yeah, really, in my mind, 
Uh, there's a guy at our work before I got laid off. The guy at work, he ended up thinking he was having a seizure. It, it was obvious that he was making it up because it was right after he got yelled at for something. So to, to play the game, he ended up having to go to the urgent care. He didn't even go to the emergency room. Awful. He went to urgent yeah. care. It ended up costing him like $9,000. Just to go there and them to do EKGs and stuff because they thought he was either having a seizure or a heart attack. He wasn't. They said at the end, maybe it was a panic attack. It was nothing. He was lying. I could tell. But he ended up like, so I'm thinking their Aunt May has been in a coma. They're doing these crazy expenses. Like this bill nowadays would be like $3 million. But he can end up paying for Aunt May's expenses, get his microscope back. And maybe get a new vest or something by taking his pictures, as he always does. Just needs a few patches on that thing, that's all. And then Jay Jonah earlier said, there's no such thing as this master planner. It's bullcrap. It's not real. You didn't get me all these. Well, Peter has to get these pictures. He ends up kind of hooking up Foswell as well, where he calls Foswell as Spider-Man and says, hey, the master planner's gang's down here. Come, you can get it. He get That's just the way for somebody else to call the police but Spider-Man yeah. or at least be there when the police come. But he ends up taking all the pictures. He has all these pictures going. He takes them back to Jay Jonah. And uh, Jay Jonah is like in heaven. He thinks these pictures are great. And this is where we also know that Aunt May is coming out of it. All these things are working out. So for Peter to get the money to get his stuff back and to pay for the bills, he gives these pictures. And you have this of the mind. Each each of the guys, Peter and Jay Jonah, are thinking about how much money they want and it really gets me mad that that Peter still gets ripped off. He thinks I that know. he is fleecing Jay Jonah because he wants a hundred dollars a picture. Jay Jonah would have paid him too. And Jay Jonah's a jerk. I was like, you jerk. But yeah, he's still at one point he's like dancing around. He's Peter loving has life. To know there's something wrong when he's like, we'll start the bidding at a hundred. And Jonah's like immediately sold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm telling you, that's where you go up, but it, it does show a cool thing. It shows that Peter is not there to rip him off. That he just needs the just money. Cover that his he own needs. butt and his needs. Yeah. As he's going in, though, as he's going in to see Jay Jonah with these pictures, he runs into Betty. And Betty and him, he still loves Betty. Ned Leeds is starting his, you know, seven-year engagement with her at this point. And he's afraid that Betty still loves him. He has to get her out of his life. And he's doing it for her good, own good. It's one of those, like, get out of here. And then he's crying. Yeah. We talked about that last issue. Yeah, he's done this a couple times now. Yeah, and it wasn't working. It, it seems to even backfire a bit. Well, he comes in, he's limping, he's having problems, uh, and his face is all beat up. And there's Betty like, oh, my God, what happened? Your face. Oh, man, you know, what? he's like, listen to me. I'm a tough guy <laughs> because sometimes a guy's luck just runs out, but there's no need to make a federal case out of it. Selling photos is important. I need the extra money. And now if I have to get slapped around once in a while, that's part of the job, baby. And, and this is where. So what are you, a mob enforcer all of a sudden? Oh, Peter? my God. I know. It's like, listen, sometimes your hands got to get a little dirty to get the bread, baby. And she's like, oh, my God. She starts screaming. And I'm like, what is happening? And the thing is, all along, Peter has been using all these things. I'm going to pretend I don't like her. I, at one point, he starts beating up Ned Leeds last issue. Yeah, get yeah, out of here, Ned. Like, that's going to do it. It didn't work. Nope. This is what works. Now, 
it never seems like it's a plan, but it is because old Betty's brother got shot and he was a guy who lived on the edge. There's such a leap here of of a jump from what he's doing to her brother getting shot that that's just it. I'm telling you, Ned better watch out when they're there like, Ned, we're supposed to cross the street at the crosswalk. Listen, baby, they call me Jay, Jay Walker. Next thing you know, she's breaking up with him. I go Every- when the light's you- yellow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, I do use extra mayo with my tuna. I don't care about my cholesterol. No. She's yelling everything. Is- I, I go suicide when I order wings, baby. <laughs> Strap in. Listen here, I am going to do this heroin now. That she should run. (laughs) Listen, I'm making the meth right here, baby. It never ends well for people in comics. It's No, she she ends up, she does not like guys who live dangerously. That's why she likes Ned Leeds. That is just, you know, Ned. So, yeah, he is. He's not even going to, you know, rush into the marriage because they are still talking about that when Gwen Stacy is going down. And that's like 100 issues from now. So you end up with all that. She ends up, no, 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 I can't. I couldn't bear that heartbreak again. I couldn't bear to lose another. It's too much to ask, too much for a girl to have to endure. It's what she's yelling in, in the hallway. She runs off, Peter, Peter, why do you have to be so stubborn? I'm like, Boy, all he said was, I need to get some dough and I take, he's a photographer for Christ's sakes. That's all he is. He's not a, you know, bare knuckle One foot off the curb on this photo right here. <laughs> Listen here, sometimes I don't even check to see how many pictures I have left on the film. <laughs> ah, how dare you? You're always taking chances. And then she's just, why must you crave action? Just runs off. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, there you go, Betty. You are done. But that's when he goes to Jay Jonah and you're like, hey, you know, give me the money. And I'm telling you, I still get mad. I'm like, Jay Jonah, you couldn't, Jay Jonah couldn't just give him a little bonus. No. He even says, and it's like one of those where he's, you, you're going to break me here, Parker. And he doesn't realize that, you know, give him time. So, well, you know what? I love it how Peter thinks he's real tough too. Now that he's made Betty go off crying in hysterics, now he's a real man yeah. and says to Jay Jonah, like, listen, Cut the check for me now. <laughs> I love it. Cut the check now, Jameson. And, and I love it too where he leaves. Jay Jonah has fleeced Peter, but he's a little impressed. He's like, I don't know what got into that guy. He's got ants in his pants, that fella. He's really <laughs> stepping up. You know, he's a little different now. And I think that that's supposed to be what this issue is. It is the issue where. Peter has inner strength and outer strength, inner strength. And he's starting to take control of his own life. He's going to do what he's going to do. And he kind of promised that if this works out, he's not going to, you know, blame himself for Uncle Ben. That's a complete lie. But at least he thinks that right now. But yeah, you have the classic we've had now on this podcast on some Patreon things we've done at least three times where Emma's in bed. She, she's you know in a coma peter comes in like i don't know what's gonna happen if aunt may goes you know she's my most important peter and then he holds a hand boom you're good he walks away and then you get the whole deal if only every teenager could be like a peter parker uh it would be so great but they all want to be that stinking spider-man and then it ends it is good it's the it's doctor just, that says that right yeah 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 the doctor or the nurse I, I see yeah no it's the doctor he's there yeah the doctor's there it'd be funny he's like yep everybody loves that spider-man what about us doctors <laughs> jerks uh but yeah aunt may is going to live for now, and you have the doctor very envious of that great guy, 
Peter Parker who just made Betty just scream and yell and go in hysterics and maybe run in the traffic. But that's the end. I do like the art in this issue. And I think the art is a lot better than even last issue, which you threw shade at Steve Ditko. I, I really did like I, it. He took a little break for this one. I like this one better. I don't know if I'm getting used to it or what. Okay. And the story itself, though, it is kind of rinse and repeat. Get out of from yeah. underneath the, you know, the giant bunch of metal and then fight the master planners guys and it's funny too because through all this the master planners guys are still fighting you you have no idea where doc ock he 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 got got away away. and i don't know why these guys are still fighting for him he skedaddled as the whole place was coming down yeah just left them there so they were still gonna fight though they're still being paid for that week uh but yeah it may win uh dr connors kind of gets into the act there and he'll end up having some problems coming up things like that and then you even end with next Craven the Hunter is in town, so we'll have him coming into yeah, town with his crazy vest. But I, I'd give this a I, I want to give it an eight five. I'm just going to give it an 8.5 because I did like it. It's an iconic issue. And like I said, I like the art a lot. And I had fun with Betty screaming and yelling. Uh, what would you give it? I'd give, I'd give it a 7.5. Uh, just I don't know. I, I like probably some of the more, uh, you know, that the later Spider-Man stuff and issues. That. But, you know, I appreciate the iconicness of this one. I, I just definitely – I thought it was – uh, just a little bit too repetitive to like keep me into it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And we have Hack, the reviewing robot. What does Hack say about this? It's a roller coaster ride of emotions. Really? He might say that a couple times tonight. He might say it a couple times, but we're going to go off now to Cap. All right. And I don't know if you smell Cap here, there, Brandon, but we're going to be doing Cap. <sighs> What Rafe says. Any anything I, I say to him, I smoke cap. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think about. he's using it wrong. Like, I don't know your lingo. I, I don't understand. I don't it. think he knows what it means. He just says it's when you're talking BS. He's misunderstanding. So he's smelling BS when I'm saying lies, is what he says it is. And I've looked it up and oh, okay. there is that out there too. Maybe we're both too old. Uh but we are gonna be talking here, Captain America number one thirteen. And if you have been following at home. That skips issue 112 because that is almost like an annual. They, I forget what they call it. It's like a, uh, you know, an album, an album issue. issue. Yeah, and I'm so like, all right, it's is. just them doing nonsense. So we get back to this. It is Jim Steranko writing and on art. It is his last issue of Cap. Uh, it has a published date of May 1969. Like I said, it's written by Jim Stranko, pencils by Jim Stranko, inks by Tom Palmer, and letters by Artie Cmac. And it's the strange death of Captain America, which they end up calling this three issues with that. And last issue, we saw the strange death of Captain America. And jumping into a story without going into the stuff before, we ended up kind of realizing last issue okay the the big problem going on here and it makes sense it's one of those let's reset things as a guy is leaving a book jim sterenko is leaving a book so he needs to let the next guy have his best shot at writing cap and so he's going to get cap's identity back everyone knows that steve rogers is captain america bill of health and so with steve kind of blaming himself this is what's caused a lot of these troubles this is why old rick jones ends up getting kidnapped at points and you know all these things because if you want to get cap you just send a letter to him with poison in it and then when you end up having rick jones you know go through mail apparently gets everybody even the avengers 
Yeah, yeah, it gets it then. I just think that the whole thing of this, the moral of the story, is don't open other people's mail. I mean, Rick ended up opening, <laughs> oh, that's for Kev. I bet if I open this, I can end up really impressing him. I'll be the next Bucky. He opens it up, gets gas, gets gas. You know, they come in and grab, oh, man, boss, this ain't no Captain America. It's, it's the Rick Jones. Ah, eh, let's take him anyway. Maybe Madam Hydra will be okay. But then they let him go. <laughs> there were so many problems with these, you know, Hydra agents last issue. I'm telling you, each one worse than the next. And if you bumble things up too much, or maybe even a little, you get killed. You end up having Madame Hydra kill you. Now, this issue, again, it's the last issue for Jim Stranko, and he has introduced this Madame Hydra. So I guess he's like, well, I better tell her backstory before I get the heck out of here, because we do get that as well. But the big thing are the police announcing, hey, listen, Cap's dead. And, and when you look at it, you're like, well, you know, they might have something there. That weird deal of them having a Steve Rogers mask. And it, it doesn't Floating really face. play out very well. What does yeah, play the, out, though. The shirt also that apparently was just shot off conveniently at the button. So it fell right off as soon as he hit the, the water. Doesn't it look too flat to really be his like chainmail deal? But with that, though, th- there are four bullet holes in his head. If he was the one diving off of into the water off the, the roof there, yeah, he's dead. He's got so many bullets in him. But they never they sit there and say, well, we haven't gotten the body. Well, where's the blood? Where's anything? They end up pulling this stuff out. Now, I will tell you right now. Comics it, code. Can't. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. By the end, the idea of what Cap did to fool everyone, it, it's completely ridiculous. It really is. Yeah. And you ended up Rubber having dummy. him fight. Rubber dummy, right? Blow up doll. But he was fighting that like mandroid before. And I, I swear that was just set up so he could put the thing on and go. But I guess they would have found that then. So they couldn't do it. But, yeah, it's it's a blow up love doll. It, it seems that he just has. I mean, it gets to the point where that's like a, a, a Batman is prepared for everything. Why is he running around with a dummy of himself? I guess maybe he was trying to set this up. And he wanted to do this to get his identity back, but he seemed to really be that's playing a game on the edge when you were going to save Rick Jones. And so doing that's very odd, but you end up having a pretty good and I, I think the art and the panel layout, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. This is still my favorite. Art and there are the some issues. iconic moments in this. You do have the Avengers taking, you know, the whole cap. Uh, coffin there with the flag on it very good where you do have them go back and everybody's upset now this is the other thing that's funny is to reset this you have hydra right they're they're, you know they're not the smartest uh, but they they do go by the strength in numbers You, you know one arm gets cut off two come back all that so i just think they sit around and cut people's arms and heads off but when they're doing this hopefully they've tested this theory and they they, you know it's black magic but you end up having madam hydra and one of the things that i really think that going on from here from here on out they have to change one of their rules they have a specific rule that when they defeat one of their enemies, you know, if they end up defeating Cap, if they end up defeating Iron Man, if they end up killing them, really, what they then do as a ritual, get me all the information we've ever gathered on Cap, and now we're going to burn it. It's basically, let's get rid of all the evidence, and in case he's, and they, they don't have a body yet. 
But yet yeah. they're like, she's like, give it to me. We have the ritual. Here you go. They have the big dossier of Cap, all the Light secrets, right where up. it would be. Kindle. They are going to destroy it. And that is only because when you go forward now, Hydra has no information on Cap. All of the information they have gathered now that led to this point with Steve Rogers, well, they won't think it's Steve. It was wrong anyway, technically. Even so, they might have <laughs> other info about what he does, how he fight. It's all gone. They're, they're a clean slate now when somebody comes back. So, And in this world they're in, people come back a lot. So I think that yep. they should get rid of that. But you end up, she burns it up, so it's done. And then she's like, who would have ever thunk it? Me destroying Captain America. I mean, really, I was in a nightmare country in Europe. They were in the middle of a revolution. My mom and dad died. I ended up in a swamp. I ended up them walking through some rainy, you know, uh, streets. And look at me. I had a disfigured part of my face. And I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, I missed that part. I guess they do kind of cover it up with their hair. Yeah, she always has the hair there. And I really thought. Okay, like I don't know much about Madame Hydra except for this. So, okay, she covers it up. Yeah, that's that's something that they would do, you know. Maybe she could get plastic surgery, but it seems like that's not the case. I really thought by the end of this issue, we were going to see it. I, I thought that this was all to set up like as she's running away. You see, oh, yeah. my God, because she's pretty hot. I'll say it. I, you know, I know you're not yeah, supposed to say good. things. It's pretty hot. Uh, and, yeah, she, my permanently scarred and disfigured face. And I love to cap. Was a bad guy to them That's somebody they wanted to take down But we find out her biggest arch enemy The mirror She ends up smashing mirrors <laughs> Like get that mirror away from me Everywhere she goes she does not want a mirror around nope, That no is mirrors. the tyranny Of her mirror And yeah so she's pissed off And she's there She's, But she's done well She says I eliminated those of the highest rank She rose through the ranks of Hydra Killed a lot of people in the meantime Baron Strucker All these things going down for her to become Madam Hydra And now she is poised pretty much If this would play out right How she thinks Pretty much the greatest Hydra leader ever She she killed Captain America She's number one right now Yeah yeah, she's already done it I mean there's not you know much to go over But she's done it And so she's there Well in the meantime you have sad sack Rick and the Avengers back at Avengers Mansion where they're just brooding. Uh, they're upset. You end up having Rick Jones like, oh, my God, it, it can't sink in. Cap, my best friend for three days. He's he's not around anymore. I don't. I think he's just thinking like nobody is ever going to ask me to be their sidekick. I'm done. I'm going to have to get out of here. And the Avengers are going to have the funeral. And they end up, I love two with Vision because you end up, where Rick's like, okay, I, I can't just sit here and cry, you know, in the study reading the papers. I got to go out and, and go and talk to them. So when he goes out, yeah, Vision, the youth approaches. I'm like, all right. And they know it's difficult for him. They're trying to, you know, get him a little spirits up and they're going to have a funeral for Cap. Uh, and the funeral is going to be led by his old war buddy, Nick Fury. And so he ends up going. They're all there at the funeral parlor. Rick Jones has not joined them. He just needs to get one more thing. He's not. Yeah. He just doesn't he's feel too like, broken up. Yeah, he is. He, he's pretty much. And I, I love just the idea where Nick Fury has to spell out because they have you know the the casket there it's an open casket but there's no real body they're like we have a dummy here and i i wish to god they panned over and thor was in there who are you calling a dummy something like that but they don't it, it, it but the whole deal is the dummy is in the coffin but also a dummy saved cat there's all these dummies 
because he's like, yeah, we never found Steve's body. So we have a casket with the dummy just so when they open the casket, people aren't like, I thought he was dead. I thought he was gone. <laughs> he's there. And they start telling. And it is a nice epitaph. You, you get a lot in here. You're going to get the big moments of Cap stood for everything that people wanted, you know, stuff like that. And they're going. And for a long, torturous moments, the Mighty Avengers and the, the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. stand motionless, each wrapped up in his own sober thoughts as they're thinking about Cap. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have Thor like, wait a second. I think something's wrong here. And they get gassed. They end up all getting gassed by Hydra. They end up because there's a card in the coffin. They're like, oh, I wonder what this is. I'm like, if, Same you, did, trick. if you didn't put it there, what do you think it is? What do you, yeah. and I really. They don't share intel around Avengers Mansion very well. Well, I swear that what it was supposed to be. What you're supposed to think is, oh, my, Cap is alive, and he's left them a note. You know? So you'd get it. It's like, dear Avengers, I'm not really dead. Talk to you later. But no, it's it's Hydra, and it's a gas card. It's, a, again, one of the things that probably was going on in the late 60s, early 70s. You're not aware of that. Before they had the talking birthday card, they had the gas birthday card where you open it up and knock the person out. It was, it was quite the fun back in the day. But they end up knocking out everyone. And Hydra comes in, Madam Hydra. And I, I actually, when this happens, did you get a little confused of who Hydra was impersonating? The funeral director, she means? There's just, but there's a bunch of guys here. But before, you did not see a ton of guys with them. No, they just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, they were there. There was one funeral director who kind of looked like a vampire. Who's like, this way, please. And you didn't really see, yes. At one point, you see people in the crowd. Then you see all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s guys. They look like, you know, Nick Fury's guys that are – where'd they go? There's a lot of people like – it seems like everybody left, right? And they were left. I'm like, where are these guys? And they're changing. I'm like, there's too many guys. Madam Hydra shows up. They're like, this is the best. So what they end up doing is doing almost Old West style. Where if you've seen any sort of Old West thing where when they kill bad guys, they'd all just line them up outside of the, you know, of the jail and start taking their pictures in the coffin. It's very much laid out like this as they're getting them so that they can transport them away. So Rick Jones, through this whole thing, he is too upset. He didn't want to go to there. You know, this is the whole deal. I don't want to see Cap getting buried. Well, he decides at the end, I better go. You know, this this is something I should go. He goes. As he goes, the doors lock. He starts knocking on the door. Now, he at least is going expecting Cap to be there in a coffin, even if it's a dummy. But the other. So he says and he looks and he sees, huh, there's Hydra and they're loading bins into cars. They're not bins, Rick. They are no. coffins. These are caskets. These are ca- – you are at a funeral home, church, whatever, where you went to go to a funeral and they are loading up. At least you would think, well, where are the rest of the Avengers? Because it looks like they're stealing caps <laughs> coffin at least. But it's worse. They're all in co- – huh, I, I, best, I better follow them. They have these bins. He jumps on the car, it goes, he ends up there going to a cemetery. They're going to bury the Avengers alive while they're there. And uh, Rick jumps off and he's like, huh, I wonder what's going on. And now we're almost to the end of the issue. And things, I guess Jim Stranko's like, yep, I took a little too long. Things have to wrap up here because there's Rick Jones. Huh, what's going on at the cemetery? As I look from behind a gravestone, a a Hydra agent comes up with a gun. Hey, 
you'll wait because he goes, I can't afford to wait any longer. You'll wait unless you want to get it right now. And then Cap just shows up on a motorcycle. I mean, out of nowhere, Cap just yeah. shows up on a motorcycle. That's a sweet spread page. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> he ends up as the – now, if you look at the motorcycle, I know you can't get the depth very well. I believe that motorcycle is at least going to go and land on Nick Fury. Nick Fury's grave, yeah, he's going to die. Everybody. It's going to kill. And then when the back wheel comes and spins, it's going to get Vision, who's right there as well. They're all there. But, yeah, Cap, he just jumps off. He is, you know – Beating the crap out of people right away. They're shooting at him. And you get what Jim Steranko does a lot, which I did mention, where you do get the narration on a big gravestone. And it's cool. The only thing I wish, I wish it was more like it was printed on the gravestone. Like that would be the funniest thing that somebody had yeah. that. But well, it does a few text tricks. Yeah, issue. you get the whole deal there with there's the red, white, and blue thunderbolt on a mission of vengeance smashes into their midst. Captain America lives. So everybody's all excited. Now, remember the whole play of this all is. Keep everybody who keeps mentioning Cap's death, even on the news, even when they're going with Nick Fury, all that is, oh my, uh, Steve Rogers, he really wasn't Cap because he needed his identity back. Well, Cap starts fighting and just keeps yelling and yelling at Rick. Rick, start doing something. Rick, grab a gun. Come on, Rick, help me. And finally, Rick does. But as you end up having Cap just like really just destroying everybody, and if you know the Star Wars, the original New Hope, poster where luke's there with this lightsaber and that's what it's like you have cap with the guy over his head it's even like a bane-esque thing as you're going with a whole thing of that you can't kill cap because he's not just a man he's an ideal he's the red white and blue garb figure who has been a towering source of inspiration it's captain america you can't conquer him it's a nice page and it really is and it has that moments you know the deal of wow that's cool yeah it's cap as he's leaving the character he's celebrating him and things so he's just beating the crap out of the hydra agents yelling to rick to kind of get a gun and shoot and then says you know that motorcycle i came in like a bat out of hell and jumped off of while it was in midair it's actually full of really special explosive fuel special gas this is not something that you let just you jump off and let it crash into something i don't know how it didn't explode but he says to rick shoot it shoot the gas tank you're good enough get it got you cap boom blows up the whole place yeah and it looks like madam hydra might now be a burn victim as well but it, it says she gets away she ends up getting away and going off but before she ends up where she is going to die because when you fail as a hydra leader you, your life is forfeit. I failed. I didn't do what I was going to do. So before I end up dying anyway, I'm going to shoot these hunter missiles at all the Avengers. And then maybe in a roundabout way, I can live then because then I'll do something good. And she shoots them. But you end up having Cap grab Rick Jones. And like Rick Jones usually does end up when he gets saved is he gets knocked into a hole. This is what happened in the Hulk everywhere. At least he's not playing that stupid harmonica here. But Cap grabs him and they go into the dugout grave. Then the missile misses them and then goes back. All of them at Madam Hydra and yeah, blows up around. everything. Yeah, and it, yeah, it does. It's like the boomerang missiles. These must be Australian. It's funny, too, because he's like, oh, no, they're guided by the heat of our bodies. They're still the same heat when they it, fall into that. It would follow yeah, you. Well, it goes back to Madam Hydra. 
You know why it goes back to her? Because she's hot, baby. That's why. And it blows up everything. And then you get, I'm telling you, I like Rick Jones there. It's over, Cap. You've beaten them. We've won. I don't know if this is supposed to be them jumping towards each other, the hug, or they're doing the weirdest dance I've ever seen. they've turned into zombies. Cap ends up looking like he's now a contortionist, possibly going to uh, do some limbo. Like he, he looks like he's about to start the limbo, but yeah, he's doing the cabbage patch or something. Maybe they're going to do the Milli Vanilli like chest bump, but they end up where it's like, okay, this is what actually happened, Rick. I want to tell you what ended up happening as he's putting on his trench coat and hat. Yeah, you know, that thing they shot at, that was just a blow-up doll. <laughs> I just threw that out there. And, you know, it did look like it was doing a pretty nice dive there, but it, it was a blow-up doll. That's why I had the mask on. They couldn't figure it out. Now I have my identity back. Captain America has a secret identity once more. And then yes. he walks out, and he has won the day. Secret identity intact for them to pick up from there. Jim Steranko's last issue. Now, it's funny. Madam Hydra does not die in this issue. She actually returns in Captain America 180. So it's going to take her a while to return. (laughs) But there's other things going on here. There is a crazy scheme by Immortus uh, and his shape-shifting underling space phantom where you find out that Cap and Rick are actually being manipulated through this whole arc, they say later, and that they end up revealing that Space Phantom was actually Madam Hydra. It wasn't even Madam Hydra. It's so ridiculous later on uh, in the uh, in Avengers 106. This all happens. This is all this stuff that retroactively says, yeah, you know that weird issue? Yeah, this is what really happened. So that's kind of funny. But yeah, Jim Stranko leaves. I love the art in this. The story yeah, is goofy. Great. But you have those moments, you know, that a lot of times when you're leaving an, uh, a character like that, showing how great Cap is, you know, having people, the eulogy, things like that. And it was well done. Then Cap just shows up just to bust some heads, say how he ended up not dying and then going off. It really is a very quick end. I mean, you don't even get what happens because as they're going off, the Avengers are still knocked out in these coffins, I think. They're just laying around. I guess he's leaving Rick to do the dirty work. They're very chill about all that. Yeah. I'm telling you, Cap doesn't even, and and he goes off. He's not even like, hey, wake up, Nick Fury. It's me. I'm I'm like, no, he's just going off, leaving them. They're just laying there. It must be something where, you know, they might get possessed. That's what happened. There's ghosts in graveyards like that. But yeah, so you end that. I'm giving it an eight out of 10 just because it rushes at the end. But I did like the art. I liked a bunch of the moments. Uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I would give this a seven. I mean, I, I like Spider-Man at conclusion a little more than this one. Uh, this just felt, I, I don't know, a lot less serious to me. Um, Rick Jones adds to the goofiness. I love bit, I Rick guess. Jones. And the whole uh, cap and his rubber face falling off in the water. <laughs> a little over the top, but it's not bad. It's It's good. This is what happened. That that rubber face was laying around. That's how you got the evil cap, you know, in, in Secret Empire. They found that face, and everybody yeah, hates that face. Sure is. So, yeah, you hear that a lot. Had his DNA on it. Yes, yeah, so we're going to go to the last. And I don't want to know what you mean by that, <laughs> especially with the blow-up doll. I don't need to know. Uh, we're going to go to the last issue of the night, which is Wolverine number three. It's written by Chris Claremont, pencils by Frank Miller, inks by Joseph Rubenstein, colors by Glennis Ween, and letters by Tom Orzachowski. It is the penultimate issue of this little mini series that gives you that solo Wolverine. And you can you take over. This is your book again. So you, you go through it. I uh just to tell you, I like this issue enough 
But this whole, you know, mini series, I've seen it lauded all around and I like it enough, but it's very scattered. You end up where yeah. each issue you kind of go and you're like, okay, what are we going to oh, like get into time this? is skipped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it definitely kind of throws you into things here. Like, yeah, I, they don't tell you exactly how long, but you would assume Wolverine and, and Yukio here have kind of been wandering the country, the Japanese countryside for a yeah, while. Yeah, Kind of and, getting drunk and doing And that's all they, they seem to do. do. And they even say... You know, eh, we're hanging out, we're doing some things. You, you end up with underground fighting, which I always like. You have underground, you know, sumo. It's, it's Disgrace pretty much, sumo. It's the kumite. It really is. They, that guy there is the guy who ends up fighting in the kumite that ends up just catching people and crushing them. And he couldn't do that to Jean-Claude because he's too tough. Frank Dukes, does, he puts up his Dukes. But you have this where you have Wolverine doing the underground fighting and you go with it. You tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just fighting a disgrace sumo here in, in essentially a glorified bar fight. Uh, you know, they go back and forth Kumite. with each other. Wolverine's getting the best of them. And then he tosses the sumo out of the window when he, when he kind of takes a cheap shot and gets annoyed, uh, which kind of leads him to an old friend as him and Yukio head out. Uh, and this old friend is kind of telling him. I just want to ask you, what dance move is Wolverine doing when he ends up picking the sumo up? He looks like he's uh, the doing Irish the little, jig. Yeah, it looks like the jig. Yeah. It really does. If he's not doing yeah. that, he's yeah, whoop, whoop, whooping around. He's doing the bane, as me and you like to say. <laughs> it's very odd. That art there is like, is he happy? He looks like he is. He's like, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know how you keep your strength when you're trying to jump and toss a sumo, uh, you know, character, so to speak. But. He does. It works. He gets him outside through this glass window. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I forget who's this guy's name he runs into out here. It's an old friend of his, Asiano. Now, do you go with the idea because this is one of his only friends? At the end, yep. he, are we just supposed to go with because he is he's drunk? I mean, Wolverine is Wolverine can drink a lot. He is about to pay. Is it that? Is that why you think he disses his buddy? Because it ends up leading to his death. And I blame Wolverine. And then at the end, he seems to really be upset about it. Though here, he seems to like just saying, I'm not your friend. Like, it's like somebody who, yeah, I think it's a combination of him being just drunk and let down by Mariko's actions and the reasons he's ultimately here and and let down by himself. You know, drinking so much and on the edge. Do you think he also doesn't want to do anything in front of Yukio because he wants to be cool? I I think you got to be in a constant state of inebriation to hang out with Yukio in any sense. She's not looking. She's not looking great. (laughs) I mean, at one point in the beginning of the story, her eyes are, are only an inch above her mouth i'm like what is going on here he they do keep saying that they're made for each other i think they are because they seem to be twins at some point i mean i, I all she needs is a little more of the mutton chops she the and chops. she'll look exact yeah. but yeah with that i i i would get annoyed i'm telling you one thing that annoys me and it's funny because it's something that me and tanya used to make fun of and i it, it's it'll be something you'll go i call my wife that all the time but i i hate when people call each other babe I can't stand it. It's something that drives me nuts. Me and Tanya used to laugh at people about that. Then suddenly she started using it. And every time she, okay, well, are we going to go get the, uh, you know, a coffee, babe? I'm like, I don't know who the hell you're talking to, but me and you are going. I don't know who this babe is, but she can, let's go, lover. And and I just keep thinking, like, I could not stand that. 
all that like yeah, and, and it's like gross. you know come on there compadre let's go lover let's go lover is like an uh somebody that that's having an affair in the 50s that's what lover reminds me of. I, I just don't like it and it would annoy me and, and she does yeah. it a bunch of times you know the night's still young lover i'm like i don't know gross. what's going on with you baby stay uh, over here. but yeah it just annoys me but go on yeah well i mean the wolverine's catching up with his old pal he's not too pleased in any sense of the imagination I mean, we're basically getting the rundown here from us Asano that uh, you know everything we thought was basically in motion. Where um, uh, Mariko's dad's trying to you know make a power play here and and take over the underground, which in turn will will then you know try to take over the government from there once he has enough power. Asano is asking Wolverine essentially for help to stop all this. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I don't think it's played out as well as it should be. Yeah, this this part is very quick because then then he comes back later and they they fill you in a little more uh, kind of um but but that's by that time you're more focused on Yukio and when what she's up to. With this going on, what Asano is saying ends up being, you know, pretty damning if he keeps going to, you know, Yukio She's in on the whole deal. So yeah, she's yeah. hearing this and he says, Sano's like, come on, my government wants the plot smashed, the man responsible, uh, but I can't do the job alone. I need you. And then that's where Yukio's like, I need you too, lover. And I think that this is her like grabbing him, like, let's let's go. This guy's a jerk. Yeah. Like, and she's really laying it on. And then unfortunately, Wolverine, he's drunk and he's starting to get supposed horned to be up. doing one specific plan here. She's obviously avoiding for specific reasons, and and this guy's going to interfere with that yeah, altogether. And this guy's also going to show Wolverine a little ahead of time that you know Yukio might be in because he is going to probably. I mean, that's what he wants Wolverine to do to pretty much smash this plan. She's involved in the plan, so they got to do that. I do like then where they're going to walk off and he ends up saying to his best friend later he's all into him later lose your move your hand or lose it because he puts his yeah. hand i need you as a friend and he disses him but i do like where you see that in the alleyway the hand i i don't know what they do are they on each other's shoulders they they yeah. are there's a million guys on this wall they, they actually just dressed a whole bunch of uh, uh, monkeys and orangutans up in suits and trained or, or them it's in. either that or it's one of the classics where you have like seven kids in one trench coat but then they open the trench coat it's a clown car i mean these guys get out of a car there's 48 of them i like it though it makes it almost seem like not even just supernatural they're like bugs it's like a bunch of bugs in there. That brings us to like where Yukio takes them, which is the train station. And then the hand also end up confronting them there after they end up dodging a bullet train because Yukio likes to live on the and, edge. And then I, and again, did she, is this one of those things? And there's a bunch I of things. I think she does in here. this every Tuesday to me. She might. I mean, this gets her <laughs> off, I guess. I mean, the bullet train. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's supposed to be played out that she's doing this because she's fallen in love with Wolverine. She does seem to have a death wish as well and knows. And then pretty much as it goes on, she starts to do things that are going to you know, end up getting her killed. Yeah. Well, the hand ends up confronting them right here on the spot she's done she is now you know and, and even that it's not even just all these things going on and her not killing wolverine which she's supposed to yeah she's supposed to have done by now yeah she she is gonna have a death sentence on her i think that maybe that bullet train is she just wants to die with wolverine because she even says we all die anyway and then he he screws it up because what he's kind of all out of it he takes he takes a 
kick from her at one point because when he's waking up from being out of it, uh, he calls her Miracle and, and that annoys her. Obviously. And, and it's funny too because they get away from the bullet train. And that's like I said. And she's like, hey, you know, Wolverine's like, what the heck are you doing? She's like, yeah, I want to die spectacularly. I said, I don't want to die and personally by tripping on the stairs, rolling down the stairs and have a banana up my butt. That's that's one of the things I don't want to because that's all people will talk about. But if you die by a bullet train, people are like, oh, man, that's pretty badass. Uh, And she says that. Well, then luckily for her, Wolverine passes out. And to me, this is the same as what happens all the time when a character with a secret identity is with somebody and then they get knocked out by the and then all of a sudden you can play around with the secret identity because Wolverine falls asleep. He passes out. And then you can now have the hand go and argue with her about you're supposed to kill him. And then I thought Wolverine was going to hear this. Wolverine is having a dream about Mariko. Yeah. And then when she just pretty much destroys the hand, she ends up destroying him with her crazy knives that she has. Wolverine wakes up and says Mariko and gets kicked, like you said. And then, uh, again, I didn't know much about the hand that they then dissolve (laughs) Yeah, into yeah. air and then yeah, they're kind of like a mystic brought back from the dead brainwashed type people and they just kind of burn up when they die that happens again in a little bit but go on that because then, all the netflix shows if anyone watched the netflix shows see those yeah <laughs> you have all these things where yukio she's pissed now because she should be with wolverine not america america doesn't want him and they're perfect for each other and so she has gone against the plan but you can go on where it does look like like Wolverine goes into a room and I swear to God, he was peeing against the wall. Yeah, that's what I thought he was doing at first there. He's missing the plant. You're supposed to aim for the plant, Wolverine, so nobody knows. But uh, He's not going for the know, plant. He's, he doesn't uh, know the old college tricks here. He didn't go to school. In college, it's just any sort of, what? That's your closet, all right. Dresser. Thank you. He walks into the room and, and that's where he already sees the aftermath of Yukio having killed Asano uh, because he came to the house earlier to check on Wolverine and, and Yukio was there getting her things and skedaddling and she ends up knocking him out of the way while he's snooping around anyways because he's only in the way for her you know she's, she's already in a tangled web and he's only complicating things further for her. And Wolverine actually runs into her at this point as well as you know I don't know why if she came back if she never left to begin with yeah, or- she seemed to be, be hiding maybe she's waiting for him uh, but Wolverine figures out what's going on and figures out yeah, he kind of finds her knife laying around. No, she killed Asano, and that's where she comes stepping out of the shadows. Well, and also he smells the knife. He smells something on it. It's got that nerve to the poison from the shrukins that hit him in the first issue. Yeah, the very yeah. beginning. So he realizes that he was initially attacked by her. And drugged. It wasn't just he was a bad fighter versus Yeah, remember, uh, that was the whole deal yeah. that led to him and that fight with Shinjin and, and stuff like that in the first place. So she, he realizes that all of this was a thing of Shinjin's that she is working for him. She's supposed to kill him. He does jump to conclusions a bit here. Oh, yeah. It all pieces together for him, I guess, but he's a master detective at the same time. Well, when he realizes, wait a second, Asano was kind of telling me that he was trying to figure out a plan by Shinjin. He's now dead, and it's Yukio. Kill- oh, yeah, she's supposed to kill me, and Shinjin's the bad guy all along and all that stuff, and the whole thing. He says, she works for Mariko's father, Shinjin. She's been lying from the start, setting me up. The problem is that Wolverine maybe knows or doesn't know is – you know, she does seem to love him, though. She she really, or at least she yeah, thinks they should did. be together. You know what I mean? Yukio, yeah. I, in my mind, maybe she doesn't love him, but she thinks that they are right for each other. 
Yeah, in that sick kind of crazy way, like a uh, swim fan kind of way. Yeah, yeah, like that, or or the fan, right? Or like uh, Die Hard, same thing. right? Die Hard. The weirdest is the hand that rocks the cradle, where you have, I believe it was Rebecca De Mornay that is breastfeeding somebody else's kid. Freaks me out all the time. Freaks me out. I don't know why, but that, I don't like that one. But yeah, so they end up a big chase. You know, and they're yeah. crashing through skylines. I mean, it's okay. They're going over building tops. And and it's one of those where I said even the last issue where y- you don't get a lot of backgrounds from Frank Miller in the series when they are fight. But I actually think it plays out better this issue. Not that I like this issue more than last issue, but the idea of them running on those rooftops and you're seeing like you see billboards in the background. You don't need to see everything. You see lights and stuff. I think it was well played, though. I do think it's a very extended chase. Yeah, some of the angles are weird too. Like I, I don't know, he's he wasn't a master of angles here. But they, they, it's weird. They fall into like a bonsai garden. I guess is the best way I can explain it. Um, just kind of like a pristine, organized type place, and and that's where the next fight occurs, where the hands surround them once again. And uh, Yukio again kind of helps Wolverine out. She, she she's basically on her own at this point. They're out to kill her as well. So. You know, he's trying to figure out when the fight's over, was she only looking out for himself or was she really doing this also for him? I like that the hand ends up grabbing Wolverine by the hands. I, I think that yeah. that's good oh, brand. That, that classic hand move, and they did this in the Wolverine movie, where they shoot him with the string arrows and then try to wrap him up that way, and it, it never works out. No, and then they just disappear, and then he plays with it. He's playing with the enemies. He's like, oh, what? And I love it, too. It's at the end because you're in this pristine garden-like thing that has its own little feng shui. When they end up, the hand kind of disintegrates, and then he's like, okay, this has to be down there. I'm going to get this. And he's like, it's it's okay now. The, it's weird the issue ends with kind of Wolverine giving himself a life lesson. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's like getting like it's the Beatles in India. He's Dr. Phil's himself here. Yeah. He's like, okay, I smooth the stones, new patterns emerge. Chaos becomes order. I keep trying, so I'm not such a bad guy is the gist of it. (laughs) You took my dreams from me, Shinjin, but only for a time because I'm a man, Shinjin, not a beast. A man. He yells (laughs) out of my. Who's he yelling to? He's, He's Gundy from Oklahoma State all of a sudden. I'm a man. I'm 40. In Wolverine's case, I'm a man. I'm 140. Yeah, I'm a man. I'm 243 <laughs> is what I am. And don't you, yeah. you know, think anything different from it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how it ends. Him saying, you know, hey, Shinjin, you think I'm a beast? I'm a man. I'm All this you, going buddy. on, too. Even he starts thinking at points about, hey, is Yukio better for me? Because there's Mariko. Yukio is accepting me for what I am. You know, if I go, you know, berserk, if I do, she she likes that. I mean, that might get me more action where Mariko is trying to make me something different. He's debating the classic right now. Do I go with the hot girl who wants to change me or the quote unquote ugly girl who likes me for who I am? You know, <laughs> that's that's basically all he's doing there. I'm a man. I'm 40. There we go. Uh, So you have all that going on. But yeah, at the end, I would rather go with no one, Wolverine, because you have the one, America, she don't want any parts of you. She has snubbed you. She thinks you're a beast. Yukio wants to kill you at every step of the way. Yeah, yeah that might be a every fun time. time. You don't do what she says. We all know how where that leads. And then there's always Bullet Train Tuesday. That can always get you as yeah. well. Well, that's why you, you skedaddle on Tuesday. You got to make yourself scarce on Tuesday. Yeah. And also, 
always, always have that bullet train schedule on you. And when she's like, let's go make love again in the train station, like, okay, let no, no, I'm not going. Don't try to do your Carmen Electra Rodman here where they're doing it in the, you know, in the practice facility. We, we don't Carmen need to Electra's do that. Carmen Electra still bringing her fastball after all these years too. Holy macro. People really were loving Carmen Electra in, yeah. in that. Yeah, she was man. the highlight of episode three. Yeah. I, and we're talking about the Bulls deal, the yeah, last dance, the last the dance. documentary. I'm telling you, I, I always was a fan of Rodman, always. And it was always just because that guy, he gave us all, whether or not he was a goofy guy. But people don't realize, people who weren't you know, necessarily old enough at that point, they don't realize how huge he was, just how big. Big. You could not escape him at any point. He was everywhere. He was in the news constantly. And it did. He was, he was in, in the NWO. With, he I was mean, in a movie with Jean Claude Van Damme and with Double Team. I mean, double there team, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the greatest? But yeah, he was, he was everywhere. Carmen Electra, Madonna, all that stuff. But hey, what do you think about this issue? Because I'm going to give it a 7 5. I'm going to give this one an 8 5. I, I like really? um Kind of, yeah, I just, I like how this one brings all the, the scheming together. So, I, I, like I said, issue two of this series is the down one for me, and three kind of sets you up for the finale, and then you get the conclusion. Yeah, I think there. that that's why I kind of am a little down on this. It just sets you up for the finale. And some of the things, Asano, that just kind of pops up. Hey, get out of my way, buddy. You get, lose it or use it here. And then at the end, oh my God, my best friend. I'm like, you, were yeah. you really that drunk? Was that it? Were you thinking below well, the belt? This All is these like things. the third, third or fourth time I've actually read this series. And and the Asano character, I mean, I, I I piece it together, like, his purpose a little more each time. But I'm like, yeah, you're still, I don't know. Your connection's not there for me, Like buddy. I said, I he shows up and he's like, I'm here to stop this big plan by this one crime underlord that's trying to take everything out. Get out of town, buddy. I don't want anything. Then when he finds him dead, oh, my. I think that he was going after Shinjin and Yukio is, is hired by him to kill me. My main complaint is really, I mean, he looks a lot like Mariko's husband, too, when you first yeah, see him. You're like, does. what's this dude want to do with Wolverine now? Sitting there smoking like a badass there in yeah. the car, like so. a detective. I like that. But, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, the whole deal. But, yeah, I like some. Maybe I'll maybe I could go up to an eight. Maybe I'm a little harsh because I, I do like, like I do like a lot of this, but it just seems just to be the setup for the next issue. Yeah. So I will go. I'll go eight. Just be positive. It's, a, it's, that's a, it's it. a comic that's like, you know, 20 years newer than the other two we're reviewing at this point in time. So it's a little more, you know, you can sense the edginess creeping into comics and all that. Yeah, you have all that stuff going on and bullet trains. But yeah, that's it for the podcast. That's it for this episode. This coming up week, like I said, we will probably have a poll on the Twitter to see one of the books. I'll I'll figure out a bunch of things you can vote on. Then you can vote on the one that you want us to talk about for the next couple of weeks. It looks like we're going to get new comics, uh, you know, I guess May 20th seems to be the date that they're pointing to when Diamond's going to get back in the swing of things. It seems like that would then allow some comics to come out from Marvel. But they already announced that when the comics come back, they're not all going to come back right away. They said like something like a third of the comics will come out initially. They'll kind of get back to things. I think some things might just be canceled. Like, you know, it's a, it's a shame, but there they'll maybe release like the rest of the issues they had in the can. But after that, I think there's some that might be sayonara. 
Uh, but yeah, so we we have some time before that. And like I said, if you go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics Stone, you, we'd like you to follow us, but we'll have a poll. You don't have to follow us for the poll there. And that'll pick one of the books going forward. And then another one will be on the Patreon, where that is patreon.com slash weird science. And to get involved with that, you got to go and sign up and you'll get a ton of other things with that if you are so inclined to do so. And when this goes up, I will probably wait until the beginning of May. So if you do go in the beginning of May, sign up and go to that poll, you end up then having the whole month of May for free because you won't be charged right away. You'll only be charged if you stick around in June. Uh, But if you don't like what you hear, you end up quitting before then never to be charged. So that'll be there for everyone as well. And then in the meantime, me and you, I get to pick a book because my story, The Days of Future Past, is done. Uh, So I'll be picking something for that and we'll, we'll figure it out. But I still am doing the Born Again story, the Daredevil story. I'll be doing that in the next couple of days on the feed here. And uh, just to piss people off, just to piss them off with how much stuff we Give do. I said, this guy's yelling and I really... Really, that day, if if I really was not tired and had to do a lot of other stuff, I would have put seven podcasts up. I would have put boom, <laughs> boom, boom. I, and I would have like, here is half of the issue for this episode and then go, but here's two pages. I'm just going to load it up. But yeah, guys said we were ridiculous, that we're not doing it the way we're supposed to, that there are rules to podcasting, all this nonsense. Then ended up going. I was looking at it again today, reading it. I'm like... What are you talking about? Rules to podcast. You know, and that's the thing I, I said, even when we started this, and I don't know if that's what triggered him. Maybe he it's heard like me because I said, eh, of baseball he has. Eh, you know, you can't, you know, look at a home run, which I agree. But you end up with the whole deal of that is um, the one podcast. I think it was one of my solo ones where I said, I'm just going to just put stuff out there. And you get our podcast, our main one, and then till the next one, you might get three or four other podcasts. You might get two. You might whatever. It's just there. Just check it. If it comes out, you want to listen to it. Listen to it. And I think it, it bothered him. I think it probably. I think he probably was just sitting there. And I looked, and you know, not to not to do anything. I think the guy's sitting there, and he's like, "I've been doing this for way longer than them." I end up, you know, still barely has more podcasts than us and has been doing this for years and years. Uh, and uh, we we seem to kind of have risen above him. I, I don't, I'm trying not to sound like I'm a jerk about it, but I think that's what it is. Like, he's like, how are these guys more popular than me? Because he's him. I mean, who could? I don't think ever. If people that we're going to have people are going to go and use detective work to try to figure out who figure this is. This and telling you, I've given some hints. I have, and you can figure it out, but uh, we'll see if anybody does. I'll never, I'll never let the info out, or maybe I will. But yeah, that's it. So yeah, go over to our Twitter, go to the website, go to the Patreon, all that stuff. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to bed, Brandon, because yeah, me too. I have not. Work I didn't go to bed last night. Six hours. Yeah, I was up all last night. I did not go to sleep, and I realized once if you're up and you can't fall asleep. And then the sun rises, then you get depressed, right? But then when it gets to be like 7.30 in the morning, you're like, well, I might as well not even bother. Yeah, just I went tough made, it out. I, I went call, made coffee and, and started doing some stuff. So I am, uh, I'm on my last gas here. So that's it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, and look for some more podcasts this week. That's it. And we'll talk to you later.